I like it. Where'd you get it? Down the street. At your mom's house. Down my house. street? Oh, my mom doesn't live that close by. <laughs> okay. Travis. In the next city over then. Travis. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I'm kind of amped up for some reason. Yeah, me too. I it's almost like I I um I flashed back to the 90s and took a bunch of uh, MDMA and yeah. you know <laughs> And you saw some hieroglyphics? You know my feelings on Egypt. I mean we this has been covered in in at length on this show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that I think anything is cooler for being Egyptian. Right. It doesn't matter how criminal or whatever it is. I just think if it's sandy, if it's dusty, if it's old, <laughs> if it's uh, shaped like a like a pyramid, in anything in or around the Sphinx. Oh yeah, absolutely, is fantastic. That's just like yeah, that's just like a nexus of coolness right? from which all other things <laughs> echo. Is the Sphinx and Egypt in general? The Bee Gees, even 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 the Walk Like an Egyptian song is your jam. <laughs> Wait, the Bee Gees? Was that not them? No, no, buddy. That was uh, the Bengals. Damn. Yeah. Bee Gees. That's a disco band. Is it? Yeah. It is. That was, oh. Ah, 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 stand alive. Yeah, that's the Bee Gees. Up. I jacked up the Bengals. Sorry. Well, that's okay. I know. You jacked them up, though. <laughs> it's now on record that you've jacked up the Bengals. You're nothing. The Bengals. I You're think that's nothing. how they want to be pronounced. You're dead to me, Will. <laughs> you are dead to me. Well, I, it's funny you would say that, mm-hmm. that I'm dead to you, yes. because I'm still here talking to you. Perhaps I'm a corpse uh-huh. that's been animated. Now, you, we've dealt with... Creatures along the lines of, of, I don't know how to phrase this sentence. Okay. Creatures along the lines of which we'll be dealing with today. Is that a sentence? Is that how we should? I like it. Okay. So we've dealt with these things before that we're going to talk about today. Um, You know who I think the greatest villain of all time is in cartoon world. None other than what's on your coffee cup right there. That's right. Yeah. I finally got my my Christmas, my Toonsmiths present here. (laughs) Hey, hey, Merry Late Toonsmiths. Merry Late Toonsmiths to me. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, I'm I'm drinking. I don't know if I'm drinking out of Lion O or if I'm drinking out of Mumra, but I don't have to pick. Luckily, I get right. both. <laughs> well, and so Mumra is to me the finest villain ever fashioned for a cartoon. Oh, for sure. Simply put, yeah. So wouldn't it be funny that we're now in the '90s and we're going to be talking about a cartoon that stars four Mumras? Mm-hmm. How could it get any better? Right. And but I'm going to play the music here. But the opening is so bonkers. That I, we saw that we were, we were trailer jumping, I guess. We were on YouTube just looking at cartoon trailers. This is all we do in our, in our, yeah. our extra time. Neither of right. us works. We live mm-hmm. together uh, with our mom and, <laughs> and this is all we do in our time off. Yeah, we just watch cartoon trailers. Yeah, just the trailers. That's all we're ever yeah. talking about. I barely remember this show existing and we me, me saw. Me either. Had, had no idea. Yeah, we saw it on YouTube and we saw the opening. We were just like, wow, that thing looks kind of badass. <clears throat> And so, oh, so you never watched this as a no, as a kid? Oh, okay. no, no, God, no, no. I barely knew it existed. Yeah, I mean, it's some deep right recess of my mind that yeah. this was stored. 
But we were very, uh, we were jazzed up, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, jazz by this hands all the way. Big time. And jazz feet. <laughs> and <laughs> dancing about it. And so we we watched it. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to hear a shortened form of the title track <laughs> from their debut album. <laughs> Uh, because it's so crazy, I had to put an edit together to play not the whole thing, but some part of each part of the song. Because instead of talking over, I just want us to hear it. Because it's it's crazy, and it is. Mummies alive! Mm-hmm. Exclamation point! Right, <laughs> you got to put that in there because it's so exciting it is. to have these mummies with right. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I uh, this is a strange show. Well, I mean, I guess they're all kind of strange in their yeah. own way. But with the '90s shows, I'm thinking we're thinking it's going to be a challenge a, a bit complete because because <laughs> they're not that bad. <laughs> Like they they are silly. Not a lot of cringeworthy moments no, going on. Things like where you just say, 80s. yeah, where you just say like, oh wow, you really didn't, you shouldn't have used that word, or like, what's going on here between these guys? Like, it's just it's a little more straightforward, and like even the the action is better. It's right. like it's very fast paced, jumping around, anime influenced. It seems like so, which is great. I mean, it's entertaining. Yeah, it's just not maybe not so entertaining for to talk about or hear us talk about. I guess we'll find <laughs> but out. But hey, we're gonna try. Our we're gonna darkness. do it anyway because we watch the damn thing. So I'm not gonna talk about anything else tonight. Yeah, I I didn't really catch this show growing up at all. Did you, you you said you didn't right? I, I know I did not I mean, see this in '97. I was already deep into Road Rules and Real World mm-hmm. on MTV, mm-hmm. like heavy, bro. Yeah, I, heavy. I'm sure. I, I know around like right before then, I was still kind of dabbling in Power Rangers because I liked the toys looked so cool. In '97, I don't think you were, dude. You don't I, know me because I, I watched Power Rangers for way too long. As a child, and so I don't, I don't think uh, there's no way you exceeded mine. Would you say that Power Rangers <laughs> ran your life? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You want to say that for me? Nope. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it ruled me though. Okay, it did. It was in charge of your life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, can we go down this path real fast? This chassis. <laughs> I hate you so Gosh. much. I, and from that opening, you it squarely places it in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Like it's techno. I noticed with this song, but with other music cues on the show that are techno, if you take techno just too far this direction, it becomes polka music, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. and because there's some chases that they're doing on the show that might as well have like Weird Al singing over them or something right. like that. Yeah, it's that, a fine, it's a fine line. It's a very fine line, yeah. and I like both kinds of music, so I guess I'm really winning either way. You like polka? I like it when Weird Al does the polka. Um, <laughs> When he does the, uh, he'll do like the polka, like uh, a medley is the word I'm looking for. So he'll he did like a bunch of '90s songs on a one in the night, but it was all, you know, it was all. Wow, I loved it. I think we're gonna have to check this out. Oh, you haven't heard this? No. Oh, dude, that's some of the. I think that's some of the funniest shit he does. Yeah, we'll have to peep that. A few things I noticed about that opening. Right. For starters, the cadence with which he's singing 
and or, it's not even singing. He's just talking. <laughs> but like the the cadence, the 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 kind of storytelling, it sounds like Devil Went Down to Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah, it does. Big it time. Does. Like you could easily sing those lyrics over that. I could barely understand the guy the first ten times I watched this or whatever. I didn't watch that many times, but I saw the opening quite a few times, right. and I still didn't really understand what he was saying. Yeah. And once I did, I realized that he doesn't even rhyme a lot of the shit he's saying. Like he it, he, it's kind of this sort of thing. Like uh, there was that rhyme called Miss Susie. It's where you at the end of like every stanza, yeah. you say something that sounds like you're gonna cuss, but it actually just leads into the next line. So it's like he's going straight to hello uh, operator. Me, yeah. yeah, that shit. It sounds like he's trying to do something like that because he'll like the sentence just flows into the next thing. And that's called a what? It's well that that particular song or whatever is called Miss Susie. Okay. But I'm sure there are other things like that. I know it from The Simpsons, actually, I think. You also start to notice that like kids in the eighties probably started to have ADHD. Yeah, yeah. But you know yeah. that kids in the 90s, I believe all of them had ADHD. Everyone. Yeah, everyone yeah. under, if you were ever under the age of 12 in the age of nine, from 90 to 99, you have ADHD. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> you should call the last person you slept with and let them know because yeah, you might have spread it around. It um, but it sounds like, like, it looks like and sounds like it was directed and scored by someone who was on Molly at the time, for sure. Like, it's just, like, fast cuts, shit's happening, you don't know why. These mummies have planes and, like, cars that they drive around, like, the, the mummy plane. Yeah. <laughs> the mummy copter. And it's just, and then the music, it's just so driving and techno, man. It just seems like somebody thought they were really kicking ass when they turned this thing out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they probably hired, like, my nephew has a really good idea for this theme for this show. I think you should check it out. And it's just like the skeevy <laughs> and the, Trent they, Reznor they, guy. They weren't rocking out too hard because this show only lasted for one season. 13 episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I imagine they had big plans that went south. <laughs> big grandiose yeah. plans and it went, it went nowhere. Was this was this on Fox Kids? Is this what this was? Mm, I know that it's Deke. I know that it's Deke. I, I didn't, I didn't it get seemed, down words. I, how about we just say it was on Fox Kids? Okay. <laughs> It seems like a Fox Kids show, to be honest. Okay. To, yeah. Like, they had a certain – some stuff that was great and some stuff that was kind of um, – the attitude, I think, is there. The edginess of some of it. It's not really an edgy show, but, like, the fact that they're corpses walking – supposedly. Yeah. Here's here's an issue on this show. Okay. So we got to set this thing up. The show – we're going to have to talk about what the show's about. But there are mummies in the show. That's what they're calling them, at least. I think we're having a Ghostbusters issue if they don't know what mummies are. <laughs> Because mummies, if you see an actual mummy, like I went and looked it up today just to make sure I had it right. Yeah. Like mummies, if their bandages are coming off, look like alien skeletons. They are terrifying right. to look at. And they're decrepit. They're not built well uh, because their bodies are, are decaying inside. Yeah. You know, it's like they're well preserved, but not that well preserved. When, when the, these mummies are actually just uh, normal people they're, with wraps on them. Exactly. They're human beings with like <laughs> blue gray skin. Yeah. And they're all in super powered and they all just have bandages on and for no reason. And they're all in condition. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're all in condition. the box. Yeah. yeah they're all, yeah, they're yeah. all basically, they're, yeah. <laughs> no loose morals here on these guys. It's just so weird. Like they're, this would be terrifying to see. If you saw four mummies come to life and do things in, in our world, right. e even if they looked like that, they would look crazy. But if you saw people who are supposed to be dead come to life, holy shit. Well, that's this whole show is about four corpses and them protecting a young boy right. who is a reincarnation of the Pharaoh's son from 3,500 years ago. This is very um, – there's a DC Comics character named Hawkman, and that's kind of, he, it's not exactly that, but he's a reincarnated – like Pharaoh or something like that, a king from ancient Egypt. So it put me in mind of that. Speaking of comics, like in the 80s and 90s, it seemed like uh, maybe it was because of Hawkman or something, but there seemed to be a lot of comics that would get set in 
Egypt or have Egyptian people. Yeah. And the way that they would delineate an, an Egyptian person color wise is they would color them like these mummies are colored. Like these are living Egyptian people. Mm-hmm. And instead of making them look Middle Eastern, which is essentially or black or whatever, they would just have gray skin. Yeah. And I, I knew better somehow than to believe that that's what Egyptian people looked like at age eight. But I bet a lot of kids from this show and comics thought that Egyptian people were just like fully, full on ashy, gray <laughs> aliens, <laughs> dust people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the setup, it's, I guess, relatively simple. Have you ever seen the beginning of The Mummy with Brendan Fraser? I haven't seen the movie. It's the cartoon version of that. Okay. It's the same thing. Which came first? Because didn't that come out in 99, I think? I think so, yes. So, hey. Hey. Nani, nani. There's a kid named Presley Carnivarn, I think is how you pronounce it. (laughs) It's weird. It's a weird last name. I looked it up because I just was like, this can't be what they're saying. But it is. And apparently it comes, it's like of Welsh uh, descent. But the kid is clearly of at least... Uh, mixed ethnicity, right? which doesn't count that out, but it's just like a, I mean, cool that they did that, I guess. <laughs> uh, this kid, Presley, he is apparently the reincarnation of a pharaoh's son who was killed. That's kind of heavy. Like, it is. Like 3,500 years ago, killed by an evil wizard named Scarab. Like that's like if my name was Mosquito. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he killed him and then... Now this kid is like his reincarnation. Okay, I was confused by that whole plot, man. I, I know some of this I know from just reading about the show. Me, I don't I, think they told it very well. Right. Well, I, I read it too, and I was like, Are you sure? Because he the kid acts like like he's not, you know, like he never it never touches base on the on the cartoon well, about that. So there there's something that happens that I, I chalked up to we should probably get to this part in the plot, but I guess there's something I chalked up to them, like just being weird, I guess. Yeah. But then I realized the second time I saw it, I said, oh, this is actually like them doing something with the fact that he's reincarnated and doesn't know it. There's a scene. OK, good Lord. This is complicated. Let me let me get the the thing out first. And then okay. I'll say, okay. <laughs> OK, so the setup, Presley, young boy in San Francisco, mom works at a museum uh-huh. and the museum has Egyptian artifacts on display. And the little boy is supposedly the reincarnation of the Pharaoh's son 3,500 years ago, killed by the wizard Scarab. And now Scarab is back to do something with the kid. And these four ancient warriors that protected the son of the Pharaoh, uh, Rapses, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Rap was pretty cool at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. That they would call him that. I don't know why. Why not? Why choose that name? Yeah. It's so weird. Like... <laughs> Go one way or the other. Make everybody a weird name or don't make anybody a dumb name. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> um, they went south in that one. Yeah. And uh, these four warriors are the mummies alive. And they are there to protect him. And they've I, somehow magically survived all these years. And they have magic powers. And they power up and save the boy. Who, With the power of Raw. It's a big deal. Yeah. That's how they do it. And that's the show. I mean, that's as much as I know about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with you. Um, That's the setup. Okay. So the opening scene is in black and white. Yes. Kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I like that they did that. I, I don't know when it's supposed to be set at all. Like it could just be set now, it seems like. And right. they just shot in black and white. I yeah. don't. Yeah, I, I was I wasn't clear too. This guy who's kind of a jerk uh, goes to a pyramid and unearths what he thinks is a tomb and then is overtaken by Scarab, who's been sealed away in this tomb for a very long time. Yeah, he, he, he the guy then goes in there and thinks he's seeing hi- hieroglyphics. Yes. Really, it's tally marks on the... Uh, How on many the... days or years, I guess, he's been in there. <laughs> yeah. I think he could find better things to do, like sleep. I mean, <laughs> he's not... And he's not a... Here's the thing. He complains later. He's like, I'm going to get these mummies. Is he not a mummy? He's He looks exactly the same as them. 
the bad guy looks like them minus bandages. Like he doesn't have as many boo-boos as they do. Yeah. And then so what what is going on here? Tell me what these people are. I don't know. All I know is is that episode two is a two-parter. So hopefully Really? Yeah. Hopefully there's some explaining. They're that quick in the two-part. Yeah. The the very <laughs> the very next episode. Good Lord. Episode two is a two-parter. Well, we'll talk later. We'll make it a ruling later on whether we want to come back to this one. <laughs> uh but the scarab overtakes this guy, and they establish pretty quickly, and you definitely hear it later, that if you're evil. Or arrogant on this show, <laughs> or if you're smart also, then you have at least a mid-Atlantic accent, if not a British accent. Right. Um, I'm going to play a quick <laughs> clip of what Scarab sounds like. Don't you recognize me, my prince? Don't you remember your old pal, Scarab? Your father entombed me 3,500 years ago. I will destroy those mummies. <laughs> Even if I must shatter the world to do it. Even if I am one of those mummies. Yeah, I, I don't know. You you survived 3,500 years in a tomb. I think minus the bandage, like plus bandages, you're a mummy. You, sir, are a mummy. You're from H. Yeah, he, he's a he's, uh, self-loathing mummy is what this guy is, Scarab. And they're establishing very early on what they, I, I don't know what, like they equate intelligence with evil, with being British, because this man is from, from Egypt, so yeah. the fact that he's speaking English, like, we just have to accept that. But that he's talking like this to you. Like, why would he speak with that accent? He's been sealed up in a tomb all his life, <laughs> basically, for 3,500 years before that that even existed, before yeah. that accent even existed. But there's one of the mummies we'll hear later on, he kind of talks like that, too, as did this explorer who found the tomb. I, I don't know. They just all, like, if you're smart, and kind of like arrogant, you're not quite British, but you're you're halfway there. Yeah, there's there's rules, I guess. I, well, I mean, it's not like they're <laughs> not, the first not, ones to do it, right? But it's just it almost it's like that shows what we as Americans think about like if you're smart but you're also an asshole, you got to be British. Yeah, like that's how we like to <laughs> categorize these people. Yeah, and this opening scene, the guy, his name is Harris Stone. The explorer that finds the thing like this guy shows up halfway through the episode again. I didn't even know it was the same person. I was I don't know if I was not paying enough attention, <laughs> but I had completely forgotten about this guy. Yeah. Like, I just figured he was a throwaway character. He's gets, I don't know, eaten <laughs> by the wizard. The, I don't, something happens to him. I just figured the wizard killed him. Yeah. The wizard's a murderous man. He killed a child thirty five hundred years ago. So. But no, the guy comes back later on. It's like, that's how kind of faceless he was to me. It's like... Yeah, honestly, I really thought he was a throwaway character. Yeah, it's very confusing. I don't yeah. like it. It's it's hard to keep up with what's going on. A, lo a lot of things in this cartoon. Very hard to discern <laughs> what... Although, be it, it's hard for us to milk content from this cartoon. There's a lot going on. There is a lot going on, man. Yeah, like just too much plot shit is what yeah. it is. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, then we cut to, oh, by the way, okay, I can't, I can't not talk about this. Okay. <laughs> that opening scene, when it, when it opens up, they have a little title card over the opening scene. Yeah. And it just comes up and it says story by whatever, but it also gives you the title of the show, right. which was raw, 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 four yeah. raws. Yes, so four that's raws. cute. I guess the, th the font that that's written in is like goosebumps <laughs> level bullshit. It, it is. is so cheap looking. It's it like is. somebody's dad thought this was cool in 95 and, and did it on their camcorder or something or paid the local video place to do it for them. Yeah. It's pretty bad looking. It, it is, it man. It is not good. 
<laughs> it, took, it again dated it badly. Somehow it looks worse than something from the seventies. <laughs> it, de- it definitely did, man. Then we cut to color. There's a cool little transition. Like again, it looks pretty good. I mean, the action scenes. Were action pretty scenes are dope, great, man. dude. Yeah, so far they are the best fight scenes we've had on a show. Yeah, <laughs> they're not just like playing funky music in the back. That's the thing is the music <laughs> no matches. Soft jazz. Yeah, the, no soft or jazz just like that on. that fat back beat like. <laughs> <laughs> You're just up a bunch of guys to that. Like the the speed of the music, the intensity of the music matches their fighting. Yeah. Which we talked about earlier is just Molly infused techno. Big time. Oh yeah, it's just a drum beat that they pulled off of something over and over again. And that's why who wouldn't want to hear that? I sure do. With all the Molly I'm on right now. Right. <laughs> so much. That's why I love this show. You're on 3,000 tabs of Molly. <laughs> we cut to the modern day. It's in color. And we meet immediately Presley. Presley Kern. Whatever his name is. Skateboarding, being a cool kid. This kid is like semi-feral. <laughs> like, he he he's doing risky behavior right away. Right. He does not care how his actions affect other people, which just seems to be a common thread amongst even heroes on our shows. Like, yeah. they'll do things that are kind of shitty. This kid's mom is, like, so much not a part of his life, and he just seems really strangely adjusted to things. Like, also, his voice is kind of flat. It, it sounds good. Like, he sounds... I mean, he was played by a kid, clearly. Yeah. But his... His animations are kind of exaggerated sometimes, but his voice is very flat. It's almost like his body is reacting to the insanity around him, but he's trying to hold it together. He's like, <laughs> guys, what are you talking about? And his arms just like, just like all over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really weird. It is. But yeah, he just seems to be wandering the streets of in San Francisco. Never goes to school, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. He just kind of lives on the streets skateboarding and does what he wants. And, no, uh, uh, no, no, no father figure. Definitely no father figure. We don't know anything about his dad. We know that his mom works at the museum and brings home takeout often, apparently, and is home for like five minutes and then leaves. Yeah. So this poor, and I, I get it. She's, she's a single mom, so I'm not going to begrudge her that. Right. But I think it's, it's, it could be turning him down the wrong path. <laughs> and I think he needs a strong male hand in his life. And luckily, yeah. he's about to get three, three of, of them. them. Actually, mm-hmm. six of them, I guess. But yeah. yeah. No, actually. Five of them. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> one of these mommies doesn't have a, both hands or arms for that matter. Yep. Let's talk about him in a minute. <laughs> okay. So this kid's mom works for the museum. He beats his buddy to the museum. Like they race to the museum. He goes in. His mom's on the phone and can't pay him, you know, uh, two minutes worth of attention. She's just on the phone saying how she can't afford something for the museum. And he goes to get something. He get, pulls money out of her purse. So, again, it's like this relationship of, like, mom just can't be bothered. And I'll just give him money for a soda instead of love, <laughs> yeah. I guess. He goes to get a soda. And this thing happens that bothers the shit out of me. It's in movies. It's in cartoons. It's a trope that happens a lot. Okay. Where he starts hearing, and I'm going to play a clip in a second. <laughs> he starts hearing this really deep, scary, reverbed out voice. And he doesn't get scared. He just says, Walter, stop it. <laughs> this is his friend who has as high a voice as he does. This yeah. kid's voice has not changed yet. Let's hear it because this is insanity that he would ever think that it's his friend. He's in denial if that's what he thinks is going on. <laughs> Ooh, denial. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> damn. Damn. Is that you, Walter? <laughs> I don't know. My son. Knock it off, Walter. I'm not falling for it. Stop doing that! Okay, I'm out of here. (laughs) He's not even that scared by what he's hearing. That's so... Timmy, is that you? This... We we just met the kid that he thinks it is. Yeah. He's a baby. 
You can't do that voice. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that voice. <laughs> it's a grown crazy. man voice. A grown man who's a monster, apparently, who's, who's a ghost, right. like, is talking to you. Is that you? <laughs> Full-blown echo and Seriously, everything. Seriously, why would you ever? That's just such a cheat, like, when he when characters don't notice that kind of thing and they think it's their friend. And that's what, you know, kind of leads him to follow that voice into, they've seemingly, I don't know if they've reconstructed. Here's the thing. Okay, he's not at the museum, even. Apparently, according to what I read, he is inside a sphinx, a full-blown like sphinx that they built to house their Egyptian artifacts yes. for this exhibit. That must have cost millions of dollars. <laughs> no wonder they can't afford other exhibits. <laughs> this all, thing That's also Michael Jackson shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is like this is exorbitant amounts of of things that are being done for uh, for this and it's being bankrolled apparently by the guy we find out later by the guy who discovered who found Scarab and freed him earlier. I, I, all that, is, I, it mixes me up, man. I don't get it. Yeah. They built a life-size Sphinx replica. <laughs> and then, um, but on the inside, it looks like, like a greenlit office building with artifacts that aren't, don't even have like the theater ropes in front of them or they're not under glass. Yeah. They're just there to walk by. <laughs> you could just touch them and knock into them on accident. Like a very poorly thought out museum. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Pr- priceless artifact. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, so sure. Touch it. Just like 10 of them right here in a row. Um, <laughs> also, this kind of reminds me of what happens with buildings that get like, they will build places like arenas to house Olympic events. Yeah. And then after that, they don't get used again. They, they go to shit. They have just you, turn have, into wastelands. Yeah, have you seen that? Uh, the John, Oliver? Oh, that's why I, I saw it on. Um, no, there's like a, I guess it's like a YouTube video, mm-hmm. and it, it'll show it'll show all the places, and it will morph into like oh, the, into what the, it looks like the, now. The graffiti and, and the grass roots. Well, yeah, because what it's else? Re- there's only so much you can do there. There man. aren't other Olympic sized. It's it's an Olympic sized event. There's intentionally not that many of those in the world because it's too <laughs> fucking big. Yeah. And so that's kind of my thought on this is like, what else are you going to put in a Sphinx? But an Egyptian <laughs> exhibit exhibits tend to travel around. Like this shit is gonna be useless once it's out of here. Like unless you're just gonna have Egyptian people come stand in there, I guess right. it's exhibits or something. But nonetheless, they have built it, so we have to accept that. I guess he follows this voice into what is like a, a recreation. He, he, he follows Walter's voice. Yeah, Walter, his buddy Walter's up <laughs> to his usual tricks of sounding like a full-grown monster man again. <laughs> Walt, ah, Walt, you did it again. He follows him that voice into what looks like a recreation of like I don't know a courtroom or something or a tomb I guess yeah. is I don't I guess it's supposed to look like one and there's a bunch of sarcophagi in there and With everything no ropes <laughs> no belt actually at that point I did see ropes but there's just like ropes <laughs> and then two inches of space and then these priceless artifacts okay. that are from ancient there's, Egypt there's one one four foot rope yes exactly okay so this is earlier when I was talking about him not knowing that he was resurrected or not and and then that not being clear. There's something that happens. He, he, I I don't know if he trips over it or something. It probably is that because things are just not well organized in this museum. But there's this small uh, sarcophagus that he like trips on or something like that. He holds it up and he says, Oh, uh, Prince Rapses's cat who passed away. And he's, as he's reading it, starts crying, but only physically. Tears come out of his eyes, but his voice doesn't change. Then he goes, Oh, poor guy. And stops crying and then says, I, I don't even like cats. Like, this is like a borderline, like, psychosis that occurs, seemingly. I, I, and didn't, I didn't see tears on that, really. They're like big old, like, like stupid, like, fast tears. Like, you're just, like, shooting <laughs> little laser beams out of your eyes. So it's like, yeah. pew, 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 but it only yeah. lasts for a few seconds. Yeah. Like, I genuinely thought, they are trying to tell me that this kid is off his rocker. <laughs> 
like his he really needs to have somebody in his life who pays more attention to him, like a counselor or something, a guidance counselor. Yeah. But a once, big brother. Yeah. But once I went back and saw it again, I realized what they were trying to do. That was his cat when he was Rapsies. So he's having an emotional reaction of sadness to the cat being dead, even though he didn't know it in this life. He's reacting to the fact, not knowing it, that he had an attachment to this cat. But man, did that fly by me the first time. I just thought he was crazy. Wow. Yeah. Like, I didn't and, and I thought, I'm glad I can still that. talk about it because I think it's pretty funny what I thought it was. But I really thought I was going to have to not even say any of that because I was like, oh no, this actually does make sense. Shit. Yeah. I thought they just fucking lo- were idiots about the animation or something. And they got it back like, okay, well, he just had like three emotional turns in about 10 <laughs> seconds. You know, like, I don't even like cats. Why am I crying? It's so weird, man. Wow, man. Yeah. I'm glad you, you explained that to me because I, I wouldn't have made that jump. That I had to see it twice. I had to see it twice. I, to... watched, I watched it twice, too. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell jump. you. Yeah. I did watch it maybe technically more than twice, but not all the way through. Yeah. So at this point, Scarab is in the room. I don't. Okay. That opening scene is black and white and set in the past. Right. Because it's black and white. And that's how you know things are in the past. <laughs> So Scarab was discovered at least, uh, let's say, 30 years before this show. I mean, uh, I would assume before the 60s. It's set in 1997. Yeah. But I want to know what he's been up to. Now, I I have an idea, but I really don't know. Yeah. Because I don't know <laughs> if he's become the guy who he encountered in that first scene, Mr. Stone. Yeah. Because he shows up later and he is Mr. Stone. What? I don't get it. Me neither. This man. is as, it, whoever's listening to this right now. I'm sure they're confused. You're as confused as we are, and we watched the show twice. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't. came here with a lot of questions. <laughs> More questions than answers. Yeah, <laughs> sure. This notebook. There's nothing this, written here. Everything ends in a question mark. Yeah. it's just a big. It's like the Riddler's notebook. <laughs> well, so Scarab's waiting for him, and that's when he traps him there. And all of these uh, statues, these things are all just like stone men come to life. They're automatons or whatever that's scarab controls it's really kind of scary like it is they all have red eyes he thinks he's gonna go find a police officer or guard that that one that one got me that was spooky i was like oh he's gonna no yeah he turns around and he's one of these bad guys it's like oh shit you're you're trapped like is this this is the end for you little boy yeah and you know it's not because the show has to go on but there's there's no more walter for you no more Walt. yeah Walt's not there it wasn't walter all this time by the way that's the big reveal (laughs) i'm here's the thing though was it scarab that was doing the voice that brought him in there. That's a, oh man, this is too much shit. It really Unless I didn't get caught up in it, this is not. <laughs> that's there's too much shit going on. It is. So Presley decides to hide in a sarcophagus, which is the the only sarcophagi. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, <laughs> he gets in the sarcophagus. That's that's a nightmarish thing to do to get in an ancient sarcophagus. That's like living in a coffin. Yeah. Getting inside a coffin <laughs> and while monsters come around, not a good hiding place because he finds them right away. Yeah. But that's this is terrifying stuff. To me, I don't. I like small and close spaces, but I don't like the idea of being in a coffin. There's no way. It's not my thing. It's not my bag. <laughs> it's not your dream. It's not my dream to be. It's my nightmare, but yeah. not my dream. And how how small spaces do you like? What do you? What I mean, you... like like the room we're in. Like yeah. I sleep in it sometimes because okay. I want to be closer to the microphones when I sleep. Right. It makes me feel good. <laughs> you want to watch over. Yeah, them. I want to hear the the hum of the soft hum of the computer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just that this is the warmest room in the house, okay. and it keeps the heat and pretty like, well. And sometimes I curl up by the toilet in the bathroom, but that's well. That's, that's just when I'm so sick of myself that I can't stop vomiting. Okay, yeah, <laughs> silly. And uh, it's not as silly as you think. Oh, luckily for Presley, this is the point where the mummies come alive. Actually, I, apparently they've been alive this whole time. I would guess. 
And this brings in a big question for me. These mummies pop out of their sarcophagi with like huge columns of light. They all say, with the power of Ra! And that's their Thundercats ho. Yeah, like that's four their, of them. Four yeah, Ra's. four of them. Four, four <laughs> Mumras jump out of these things. Yeah. And they're pretty badass. This is their, by the power of Grey Skull, this is their Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. Like I know this happens every episode and they probably have the same animation every time. And even the same sounds, like probably they pull the same angles might change. Like they, they, Maybe. they, might, they might flip the the little thing. Maybe, over. but I, that would surprise me. Honestly, like yeah. why not? Because honestly, that's part of what made me happy about it as a kid is like the repetition. Yeah, it's like Blue's Clues. Oh, you know, I, I know. Yeah, I know your yeah, style. You know what I yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, baby, you know what I like. Yeah, come on. Now. Just say fire, wind, water, heart. <laughs> these these mumras come to life, and I it makes me question the second time I saw it, of course. They've been, they're in these sarcophagi, and they they were brought there like to be part of a museum exhibit. Surely archaeologists looked inside these sarcophagi at some point. Did they not see that there were perfectly preserved human beings in there that had blue skin? Yeah. <laughs> when they did that, did they not freak out and say these are the best preserved fucking mummies I've ever seen in my life? Holy shit, this is a big discovery. Like that's they, somebody must somebody just like dropped the ball on that for them to make it through. Dropped four balls. Dropped four big balls. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe six balls, more like. Because yes, yeah, you're right. Because we got we got four mummies. Yep. And uh, we're gonna hear them now. We're gonna hear them say some shit <laughs> right now. Yeah. And uh, there's not a lot of clips in this episode because there's not a lot of funny shit <laughs> being said or funny voices being had. You are wise, young prince. Even the desert lion retreats when the pack of hunting dogs is too large. I am Nefertina. I only pretended to be a man. No wonder he never went swimming in the Nile with us. Our sarcophagi are in the house with wheels. <gasps> Do they teach you nothing in your school? Okay, really quick. Yeah. <laughs> that last guy, that's, uh, that's Wrath. He's kind great, of a, a snake man. Voice. It is a great voice. <laughs> it's a really good voice. He, do, do you know, he's the one that's smart and kind of sarcastic and arrogant. Uh-uh. Yeah. You and, don't say. You know, it's kind of funny. He almost sounds kind of like mid-Atlantic, like he went to a college in England or something like yep. that. Crazy. <laughs> what do they teach you in your school? Like, <laughs> okay, there was, Wrath was the last one. He's the fancy sounding guy. Uh, you had Jakal. Kind of like Jackal, mm-hmm. uh, which is although he's not he's not Jackal themed. He's, he's not he, like they all have a kind of an animal that they're <laughs> well, yeah, that they're themed after. Like Jackal is eagle themed or whatever right. animal, whatever bird. Falcon, um, Falcon. Falcon. Okay, yep. excellent. Uh, Wrath is snake. Snake. You have Armand, which is a hilarious name for two reasons. <laughs> you go for it. The first is that this man does not have one of his arms. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if he lost it before he died or if it just fell off in the, in the mummifying process. But he does get, like, essentially a, I don't know if it's robotic, kind of. Like, it's a big golden arm that just, like... The name is spelled A-R-M-O-N. So somebody was really rude in naming him. Like, what if he was born without an, and without an arm and his dad's like, you know, it would be really funny. <laughs> It's like some asshole parents that did that to him. It, it took me a second watching this. I was like, wait, hold on. Is he missing an arm? Yeah. I didn't notice at first. I didn't notice until he powered down and didn't have the armor anymore. And then right. I'm like, oh, shit, this guy, you see he doesn't have an arm. But the name Armand, it seems like a, a guy who works at a suit store would be named Armand. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then also you heard her admit that she was a woman. If you couldn't tell by her voice, uh, Nefer 
Tina uh-huh. is a pretty funny name. That's pretty great. <laughs> and cat-themed. In cat, cat-themed. Well, why, well, yeah, of course. The woman mm-hmm. would always be cat-themed. Mm-hmm. Never a man. The mummies seem to have eyes. They have everything. And so I don't know why they didn't notice her boobs. <laughs> and her slender uh, petite body. Yes, I don't that, know. that the waist goes in, yeah. and that the boobs are clearly just bandaged up, but they're not like tied down like uh, like she's trying to pretend to be a guy. Like she is clearly a man. The only yeah. thing that keeps them apparently from noticing her as as a woman is that she wears this little like Egypt hat that covers her hair. <laughs> she covers her long. She hair. has long it's white it. hair. She's she's be. I mean, I she's not the best looking cartoon woman I guess I've ever seen, but yeah. she's a pretty hot corpse. Yeah, like. <laughs> She's she's in good shape and she has blue eyes and long right. white hair, which I guess ladies like to do now. You know, like, yeah. she's she looks they, they just look like people. They just look like people. And her voice, clearly a woman. <laughs> yeah. But the name Nefertina reminded me of a dumb joke. Uh, I may have told this to great. you before, nope, but okay. I, I don't think I've heard okay. it. Okay. So back uh, when I was an engineer at Funimation, we were working the last time that I was working there as in that function. I was working with this director, Chris Kaysen, who's also a great actor and a hilarious guy, one of the funniest people I've ever met. And we were working these 12-hour days. So by halfway through the day, we would be punch drunk. Like, i that's when I first started drinking coffee because it was the only way I could, like, not – I could focus for even an hour past 4 o'clock. Right. So we got into some pretty silly shit. And uh, we – I don't know how we got to this, but we came up with this joke and we would tell it <laughs> – he would just like stop the session and tell it to one of the actors, and it was kind of a litmus test to see if they were cool. It's pretty dumb, but I think it's pretty good. Where did men in ancient Egypt go to relax and have a good time? <laughs> okay, I don't know. The Nefertiti bar. Okay, so you wouldn't have passed the... the... <laughs> so pretty dumb, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, but yeah. see... I when you're when you're working twelve hour days, it's pretty hilarious. So uh, I would I would have been out. I'd have been um, an outcast. Yeah, you would never have been cast again. Damn. No, it's not like that. Okay. We just would kind of look at each other like, okay, not cool. Cool factored down. I also wrote down just for posterity. This is one I came up with when I was reading it. Lake Nefertiti Kaka. All right, now I've got them all in my system. <laughs> You good now? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Well, I was going to keep going. I was going to write a whole list. I'm like, nope, that's all I have. Yeah. If I'm, unless I'm just going to start making tit jokes straight up, yeah. then that's about <laughs> all I can offer you. These mummies save their young resurrected prince, and uh, he, I guess they all just fight. I mean, it's a great fight. They seem to use, like, they, they have open hand martial arts that they're using like they know right. kung fu or something like all the positions are very kind of matrixy <laughs> they are. you know it makes yeah. me think that they've tr- received some training that i'm not aware that they had in egypt yeah but at that time at least <laughs> some sort of krav maga yeah exactly yeah yeah big time here's another nightmarish image for you okay. at some point one of those stone men his torso is off his body yeah. and his legs are just running by this poor 12 year old boy how he doesn't lose his mind i think he does he just does it quietly is the yeah. thing and he's already kind of halfway there presley but <laughs> That's yeah. a nightmarish thing. It's a really cool fight in yeah. that way. I'm, I'm, I would definitely say, if for no other reason, check this show out for some pretty cool fight scenes in animation. Definitely, it's, it, it's some of the highlights of this. Yeah, show. and it's very anime influenced. Like very, like the the there are speed lines in the background, like where it's yeah. like I don't know what's supposed to be back there, but apparently you're standing so fast that speed lines appear behind you. <laughs> That's the stylized <laughs> thing. I don't know, man. I, it doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, it, it's it's silly here. There's no rules. You're supposed to sing it. There's no rules. No rules. <laughs> Scarab decides, okay, my my guys aren't cutting it. And this is an... <laughs> I, I, they might answer this question in a minute, but Scarab goes from being just like an old gray wizard to a terrifying, like, man with... Who's half skeleton, half bug, and 
this armor that's very beetle-like. It's really cool looking. Yeah. And it looks gross. Like, it looks like it's made out of actual, like, bug, <laughs> yeah, bug exoskeleton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except for the fact that he's purple. <laughs> and the magic that he throws looks like it's like cotton candy bombs. <laughs> like it's just these big purple explosions. Yeah. Like I love purple. It's a great. It's a great color. That's why you have a head to toe outfit right now. I, I'm just purple. I I, I, I'm pale man. I look yeah. good in purple. What can I say? <laughs> but I don't. I, I look better in it than Scarab does. I think yeah. he looks cool in it. But it's it's not very menacing. I just think it's a cool design that's messed up by the fact that the man's just wearing. He looks like he's going to a Prince concert. Yeah. But he they somehow defeat him. And they don't explain it as like, well, we almost didn't win, but then we tried harder. They just get in there and kick a bunch of ass. I just don't like it when it's like, oh, gosh, we're about to lose. Well, then let's rally the troops and try harder. <laughs> and then somehow that pushes it through you know, to the other side. Right. But for once, somebody is on my side of the, of the fence when it comes to uh, suspending disbelief. Yeah, when I heard this, I was like, oh, man, someone's, someone's smiling over there. And it was me. It's you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was God smiling down on me because <laughs> I'm smiling. Making me smile. Yeah, because they get out of there, and the mummies, they have all this armor and stuff on that's themed for their animals, and it disappears. And that's it. Their powered-up form is really just a bunch of armor appearing on them. It's not even that much. Like, yeah. they could put it on about as fast as it takes for them to do the animation. Right, know? yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I'm sure there's more to it than that that's implied. But their, their armor goes away, and then... So, why don't you guys stay pumped up all the time? The magic that gives us strength is limited. When it wanes, we must rest in our sarcophagi to renew it. Kind of like my mom's cell phone. Finally. <laughs> This is addressed. Every cartoon, it seems like we watch, like He-Man, Captain Planet. Why doesn't Prince Adam just stay He-Man? Why doesn't Captain Planet just remain Captain Planet instead of going back into the rings or wherever the hell, into his genie's bottle yeah. or whatever? <laughs> to, to his round his round couch, That's his right. round leather couch. That's right. This is a question that I have all the time. Why, why doesn't Mumra stay Mumra the ever-living, the mm -hmm. big, powerful, beefy Mumra? Yeah, we never quite get into that, Well, no, no, I would say we never even get close to getting no, into it. Yeah, they completely right. avoid it as much as possible. Yeah. I'm glad finally one of these cartoons is taking the—I feel like it's like a battle cry to the other cartoons. That yeah. they're saying, guess what, 80s? This is 1997, and this is where we're at, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new dawn. Exactly. So I'm very happy that, that Presley uh, was prescient enough to think to ask that question. Definitely. And, uh, Will, yeah. with that being said, man, I'm going to take you to court after this break. What? Taking you right to court town, buddy. Tune court. Better buckle your... Better call my lawyer. Yeah, call lawyer. Call him up. <laughs> call two lawyers. <laughs> two lawyers. Well, okay, I'm going to go call my, my top two lawyers I can find in the yellow book. Mm -hmm. The yellow book. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we better take a break before I say something else. Yeah, it's good All right. Break. Well, more mummies alive, but first, a visit to tune court, yes. apparently. Nature of the beast. Discover the ugly truths and dark secrets of true crime, the paranormal, the occult, and conspiracy. Join your guides for weekly episodes and face the true nature of the beast. Hey listeners, my name is Krista, and I host a narrative true crime podcast called The Dark Divide. I've always been interested in the circumstances and events which shape a seemingly ordinary life into something made out of our worst nightmares. And now I get to take you all along through the depths of obsessive research and my need to explore the unknown. 
So I invite you to come stare into the abyss with me. Right now we're available on iTunes and Podbean. See you there. Welcome back, listeners, to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And this music that you're hearing now should clue you in to where you are. You're in Tune Court. Please arise. Uh, Travis has summoned me here, mm-hmm. uh, seemingly with some kind of challenge, uh, judging by the tone of voice he's I taking with me. seemingly summoned you. Yes. Well, that's what it seems like to me. <laughs> I can't trust anything at this point. Uh, nothing. No. Yes. There's mummies walking around. Uh, your whole world is crumbling at your feet right absolutely, now. Absolutely, just like a pyramid. Yes. An Ooh. aged pyramid. So we find ourselves here in the Toon Court today. And uh, haven't been here since we, we, we talked about... We passed the Transformers bill, the amendment, I believe. <laughs> Um, so, Travis, why have you um, forced me to appear today? Well, Will. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Mm-hmm. I've noticed a disturbing reoccurrence, a pattern, if you will, over the past few months. Okay. And it's my civic duty to defend these helpless little cartoons and end this cycle of persecution. Oh, the cartoons are being persecuted? Who's doing that? I wouldn't stand for that. Well, there's a reason why I summoned you. Because I'm a champion of cartoons. Well. And cartoon rights. And you're also a champion of criticizing these cartoons that you claim to love so much, Will. I only am pointing out, simply pointing out, the ways in which they've uh, disappointed me. From the, what, from the likes of Mumra? From, from Thundercats? And, I don't know, saying He-Man of said He-Man in Master of the Universe? And Captain Planet? I mean, these are shows the that Planet? I just want them to be as good as they can be. And when they don't tell me why Prince Adam wouldn't just stay He-Man, which he basically is anyway, these things just don't make sense but to me. But you ask so much from these cartoons. Travis, I've never seen you all, so passionate. All they want to do is just exist and tell a great story, man. And yet you demand so much. You expect perfection from them when you yourself, you yourself, are not perfect. I admit, under oath, I guess, that <laughs> yeah, I am not perfect. Don't forget that. Yeah, Everyone saw you. You signed me in before we started I recording. Yeah, I did. Yeah, in the book, in yeah. the oath book. <laughs> um, so, well, then what do you propose, Travis? Because these answers are not forthcoming so far. I still don't know why He-Man doesn't say He-Man and why Captain Planet isn't just around the because whole episode. Because they can't, Will. They can't. There'd be no story. It wouldn't drive things. It'd, and yet it, in it, this... There, there'd, be a, there'd be a one episode of a cartoon, and that's it. Th- I'm not asking that they stay around all the time. I'm asking for an explanation, which they give us in this cartoon. That's true. You have said that. You have said that, Will. And I might not have been listening, but... This was a maturing art form, and it had not yet reached the point in which it could explain these types of scenarios. Couldn't do it. Then what is your, what are you suggesting as an outcome? You're the one who brought me here. I suggest that we pardon all those sweet tunes 
before the year of 1997 when this cartoon, Mummies Alive, Deke Entertainment, was made. So to recap, what I am hearing is that Deke Entertainment's animated series, Mummies Alive, exclamation point, had reached some kind of uh, zenith in animation at this point through their explanation of why the mummies don't stay powered up. And you're proposing that we excuse the crimes of all cartoons up to that point. A new bill? Yes. Because cartoons had not matured enough to ask, let alone answer, this question. Well, I'm, I'm big on punishment and uh, really going after criminals. I'm, I'm tough on crime. That's one of my platforms. It says it on your shirt? Yeah. I see that. And I also understand that it would be an unpopular position to take. Damning, really. To be at odds with the royal family of Eternia, the royal family of Thundera. Friends with the Planeteers. The Planeteers and associated parties. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the precedent was not set until 97. Unless, here's my caveat. What is your caveat? Let let the uh, the ladies and gentlemen hear, please. And speak into the microphone, please. Thank you. Unless and until further evidence is provided showing that this subject had been addressed in a cartoon prior to 97, 97 will be the benchmark. However, should a future cartoon ask and answer the same question that's prior to 97, then we will have to move the goalpost, so to speak, to that time. And that may mean that some cartoons are unpardoned. All right, well, now that we have that uh, nasty business behind us, yes, we can move on. With Please. the Tooncast. Yep. <laughs> All right. So the mummies had managed to save young Presley, who still denies that he is in any way resurrected. <laughs> he was taken to Toon Court, and he, had, he denied every allegation thrown at him about being a resurrected Pharaoh's son. Right. He, um, he, he said, watch the nine-parter that's coming up next. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, it's clear that this is this kid is the right one, unless they're going to reveal it in episode 13 that, no, nope, we had it wrong the whole time. Right. Wrong kid. Yeah, the real one died. We, we, we missed it. Sorry. <laughs> we get into a situation that I guess comes up in cartoons fairly often, or in I've seen it in movies, too, where you've got the people who are monsters or fantasy creatures or whatever that are clearly out of place. Right. And they're having to walk around in the real world. Uh-huh. And on <laughs> one hand, they're impressed with what they see and they don't understand it. People out of time, like uh, like uh, Bill and Ted's bogus, well, not just the bogus journey, but also the excellent adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Either one works. Shout out. Yeah. I love those movies. Me I really too. do. Also, where you're hoping that they don't get spotted. But they didn't have, okay, so they had to go from the museum to his house without four bandaged, Egyptian-styled people with gray skin that are big. They're pretty fucking tall. And one of them doesn't have both of his arms. Uh, Not to be seen in that time. He's just walking them to his house. This has got to be a drivable distance. And and at one point, they're just sitting there um, all just hanging out together talking. For for a small amount of time, because it's a cartoon, but in their world, I'm sure it was much longer. The mummies are not very, (laughs) they're not all that impressed with the world. Like, they adjust pretty quickly to things they see. They're as impressed with, like, the little metal balls thing clicking back and forth. The Newton's Cradle. Is that what that is? Okay, excellent. See, yeah, there you go. You didn't have one of those as a kid? No, I did. I just didn't know the name of it. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't bother to learn. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to touch the balls. And uh, but they they're more almost more impressed by that than they are a car. I mean, should they really react though? Because I mean, their their power of of raw and their transformation 
it's pretty intense. I mean, should they be really thrown back by watching the television whenever like their their whole transformation is way above? But it's commonplace to them. That's true. They've been living without what I assume is well at least thirty five hundred years. <laughs> so. <laughs> Like that's because I mean, they are. Well, here's the thing. Maybe they shouldn't be, but they are impressed by these things. They're just not very impressed by them. Yeah. They're just kind of like, oh, that's neat. The car is uh, like a chariot with no horse. Excellent. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. It's like, well, if you're going to play that card, like play it, play the whole hand, Don't like play it up a little bit more like, oh, my God, what am I looking at? Like that sort of thing. Like just a little bit because they still lived in a culture that was not full of cars and I don't know what else, Tele- television and shit like that. You know, I was going to say skateboards. They didn't have skateboards back then. That should be sca- scaring the shit out of them. What is this board with wheels on it? What are wheels? No, they had wheels. <laughs> this white stone sarcophagus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. When they're walking up to his house, to Presley's house, he says to them, he's just like, just be careful. We have really nosy neighbors. You've just walked in broad daylight Got at least a few miles, if not many miles, to the city with these mummies yeah. in broad daylight. Like how? Like, and now you're worried about nosy neighbors. If they horn in on your conversation, you're worried what they might see. You just walked with them, dude. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like another thing. Where it's like somebody saw that, and I bet if we had seen that scene, it would have been like Presley would have been like, "These are just my uh, cousins." They're from out of town. Uh, you know, and then it would have been explained away and someone would have accepted that. They're my Egyptian cousins. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, oh, uh, when in Rome or Egypt. Uh, you know, it's That one stupid... lost his arm in a motorcycle accident. Yeah. Don't look at him too closely. He doesn't like when people stare. <laughs> his name's not Armand. <laughs> no. His oh name's God. not Armand. But they, so they spend a decent amount of time over there at the old uh, Carnivarn household. <laughs> You spent a lot of a lot of time on that uh, just, last name. I didn't even dive off into it. Well, here's my issue with it. It draws a lot of attention to itself. Like it's a very bold choice name because yeah. it's not common. It's hard to say. It sounded like they kind of pronounced it a few different ways a little bit and it's just not something you hear very much so it sounds like it's important. It br- brings attention to itself like it's a clue, yeah. but it has nothing to do with Egypt. I know that. It has to do with whales. So not whales in the ocean, but whales in uh, North Wales, I guess. So I even looked it up on like behind the surname or whatever, uh, like website. They're like, we don't know where this is from, but they just acknowledge that it's a surname. That's it. They don't have any other information on it. So (laughs) please, God, somebody let us know about Carnivarn. I mean, I just think of a cavern and a carnival like had a baby and they have a Carnivarn. Just calliope music, like, you know, deep inside of a cavern somewhere, maybe. That's or something. funny. You did more research on, uh, on, on that, his last name. Yeah, on than probably <laughs> even the cartoon itself. <laughs> I love your style, It's a weird name. It is. Okay, so they're hanging out there, and then his mom gets home. Presley's mom gets home from being at the museum, and she's there for three minutes at most. She's just dropping in to drop off takeout, and then leaves. Like, she has to get back to the museum, and... <laughs> Aside from the absentee parenting that's going on, like, again, this kid is just left to his own devices, like, throughout the day at all hours. She just, and I don't blame her for not having time to cook or anything. It just seems like, again, the kid needs some guidance. He's hanging out with mummies, for God's sake. Yeah. And she leaves, and the line that she says is, I got to get back to the museum. Somebody stole the mummies from the exhibit. (laughs) 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 What a line to leave on. Just to tell your son, hey, by the way, somebody stole the mummies from the museum. What? People don't. <laughs> that's, that's complete madness. That's insanity unto itself. Even if that just happened. Somebody, if you told me. That is on some serial killer level yeah, that's stuff. Crazy. If you just told me, by the way, four mummies were stolen <laughs> from the museum. 
I would say, are you sure they were stolen? Are you sure they weren't just lost? Like, who wants to steal a mummy, for God's sake? And so, so it's such a bonkers thing to say and leave on, but that's she does that. At this point, we've also seen the police are investigating what happened, this fight that occurred at the museum, and they're just, like, taking pictures of destruction. Like, that's really that. Like, look. How many pictures do you need of broken relics from Egypt to prove that this happened? Like, you know what? I mean, but what do they think happened? Yeah. They don't really like, I mean, it's a crazy thing that happened. People don't usually get into like world ending battles in the middle of museums, but they're kind of nonchalant about it. Presley's mom is talking. I can't remember the guy's name. This old white dude that runs the museum, I guess. Okay. And that's when Harris Stone, the explorer from the first scene, who apparently is Scarab now, <laughs> Somehow. Very, yeah, very confusing. He comes in yep. and he's like in a suit and he's he's apparently funded this whole thing. He's put like $10 million into this. So he's the reason they built the the Sphinx or whatever. But like, I still don't understand why. And now he's saying, well, then, or no, I know what it is. I'm saying $10 million. He offers them $10 million to take it back to Egypt yes. all of a sudden. Why was it here in the first place? Don't know. But the mom's like, well, why Why would you do that? And the guy's trying to back her up, the guy that owns the museum. It's this old thing. It's almost like a vaudeville thing. It's definitely in cartoons and in shows, too, where it's like someone's like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. But they're trying to be nice. And the guy goes, how about $10 million? Will that change your mind? And then you go, what I mean to say by no is absolutely I'll do that. Like that turnaround that's yeah, so fast yeah, and yeah. just based on money. Poor people in museums, they don't have any money. They never have any funding, I guess. So $10 million is going to be a major boon, but still. That's always the last thing to get funded. The, the man has no morals whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got loose morals, I would Ooh. even say. There's an action figure of him. Yeah. Which there could not be. He's, a, he's an old man that, okay. Well, no, yeah, I can't wait to hear about this guy's <laughs> old man in sweater. <laughs> <laughs> runs museum. Yeah. He's got like I, I still don't have his name when we get to it. He's You're just like, got his action, his accessory is bills yeah. and a cardigan. <laughs> and a cu- and a cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. Also during this okay, so more confusion for me. There is a scene where they cut away to Scarab, but it's Mr. Stone. Yeah. Harris, whatever his name is. And he's talking in a mirror, and it's clearly Scarab, because he's, I mean, it's the same voice actor and everything, and all of a sudden he has a staff that has a snake head, and it's talking in a woman's voice. And it doesn't say a lot, but it it sounds exactly like you would think, where are you going? Like, where are you going? And it's like, exactly like you, anybody, if you asked a a man off the street to play a snake staff, this is what it would sound like. Anybody would play it the same way. I can't blame her. Like, I don't blame her for playing it that way. That's how you play a snake staff. Is that like like the next night, nighttime show bit? (laughs) Late night bit. <laughs> Guy on the street assets. Yeah, yeah. Just come in and play a snake for me. What kind of voice would you do? Everyone does the same exact voice. It's just how you talk. Especially when it's a, a fe- <laughs> if it's a female playing the snake, then they're a little bit seductive. But right. you know, that's about it. Now the guys will try to be seductive. They, they, they will, and they no, no, they don't have the charisma. Yeah, <laughs> the female, the feminine wiles are not available to them. Yeah. <laughs> so they they go back to the museum, the mummies and Presley, and by the way, they take a car. And for some reason, out of everyone in the car, Nefertina is the one that gets to drive because she she drove the chariot back in Egypt. Yeah, 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 yeah. She she actually drives pretty well for somebody who is never who is not even from this century. They're in the car and they end up in a park, like a public park. It's night by now, by yeah. the way. The moon is out. They're driving on the grass in a park, and the cliffhanger for the commercial break is that they're about to hit a child. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. little boy in overalls who's playing with toys. 
who is this kid who's playing alone in a public park at after nine o'clock with toys? Who's got to be like six years old right. with no parents around? Who is this kid? <laughs> Why is he out there? Like somebody, like the writers, like flew him in from his own family's house. Like shit, kid, we gotta get some drama in this thing real fast. Get out here. <laughs> we need a cliffhanger. Yeah, stick. Oh my god! It's like they could have just been almost about to hit a tree. Like this kid's put in mortal danger, <laughs> and God knows he's living a terrible life. He's just playing with toys alone. He's as he's as ignored as Presley is. The yeah. parents are no good in this. The adults are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't, it's just so nonsensical that this kid was out there at all. It is. It is. <laughs> and then we 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 get to, we get to test uh, the mummy wrap strength. That's right. That's right. Yeah. She she wraps it around the telephone pole, and it's enough to move the car. So I guess this stuff is that of a spider web. I mean, like they do that earlier on too, where they throw the little. They have a mummy cat. <laughs> That they throw up onto the roof and then like use it as uh, like kind of like Batman's grappling gun, right? Like to pull themselves up and like it's just like it is like you're right. It's just like Spider-Man's webs. Yeah, yeah. But they get to the museum and they see that the sarcophagi are being loaded into this truck and it's a bummer and they're gonna have to follow the truck and everything. And so they do some more crazy driving and somehow the mummies get separated from Presley. Mm-hmm. Presley sees Scarab taking the sarcophagi from the truck. He has one of his little stone men pose as a police officer. Right. <laughs> and then the guy stops the truck to see what the problem is. This is the em- emptiest highway you've ever yeah. been on. <laughs> there's no one. No. Like, there's just one stop truck and a bunch of people standing it, and no one even swerves. There's no truck around, no car. It's just them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Presley runs over, like, you can't do that. And none of the mummies are around. Scarab has Presley in his clutches. He says, I need you alive. That's all That's all he says. I don't know what he needs him for. <laughs> just says, I need you alive. So, which is really just a good way for us to have the hero around and him not perish right then. And also not to kill a child in a children's television show. They've already done it off screen <laughs> when have, with him 3,500 3, years ago, yeah. you know. You've already done it in words. Let's yeah. see if you can do it. Let's see if you, st- like, can you man up and kill a kid? <laughs> can you do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. We got another fight on our hands because just as Scarab is about to do whatever he's going to do to Presley, the mummies arrive in the moving truck that has all their sarcophagi in it. They yell out their one of their well, that's that's where the clip came from earlier when they yell out with the power of raw or the strength of raw. What is it? Strength of raw. I think power of raw. I don't know. Power. Power. One of those. (laughs) A lot of these shows are about power. It's a power (laughs) struggle at all times. (laughs) Always. Well, they yell out their their catchphrase, and then they rip through the thing, and they say one of their other catchphrases, which is "Let's kick tut," which at least they made it make sense in that earlier Presley had said "kick butt" in front of them, and they said, "Why would anyone want to kick tut?" God only knows if they were even alive at the same time as King Tut, because that's like a, dan- a dynasty. It's not like all of ancient <laughs> Egypt was just you know. It's like it's like that thing where it's like all black people know each other. It's like well, clearly. <laughs> It's like, well, that's kind of what they're saying. It's like, well, if you're if you're from ancient Egypt, you must know everybody who was around for that dynasty of a thousand years or whatever, or a hundred years or whatever it was. Like, yeah, <laughs> but they know what who Tut is apparently. But so they mishear it, and then later they say it. Let's kick Tut. Like, I know there had to be a writers' room meeting where they're like, okay, we need, we got with the power of raw, with the strength of raw. Yeah, we got to do some more. We got Nefertina. That one's solid. We need another Nefertina. Come on, guys. And then it's just like, let's kick Tut. I don't know. We'll we'll do that for now, and we'll do something better later. That's a placeholder, and it just made its way into the cartoon. They never fixed it. I promise you. 
Like either that or somebody's really happy with it. They right. really thought they were on the cutting edge with that one. But they and they do kick tut. It's another great fight scene. Uh, Scarab becomes the big beetle man again, and he's scary. And you know, ultimately, he's defeated by this old bit. It's like a Wiley e. Coyote thing where you're on top of a truck and then you are headed for an overpass, and it's too low and you're going to get hit because they're on top of a moving truck. Yeah. So Presley just ducks and then the overpass hits Scarab and he's apparently not even down for the count. He doesn't even become unconscious. He just falls on the ground and then seemingly gives up on his mission for mm -hmm. the moment. Yeah. Like he he can fly. He's a, he's a wizard. He could just keep going after him, but he just sits there and says, I'll shatter the world if I can, you know, to defeat those mummies. Very overdramatic. It's like, dude, we'll prove it. You all, you can go after him right now. They're just going away in a truck, probably yeah, at about 60 can, miles per hour. You have a pretty good chance of winning he if is, you just continue he's your more, struggle. Like, he's way more powerful than the, the little thing, the stone men that he brings to life. Yeah. Like, he, he's a big bug man with, uh -huh. with uh, magic powers. With, with shape-shifting powers. Yeah, but he just gives up. And then uh, the ending is so abrupt. It's, it is so, like, there's no climax. It's just the, the fight's over. Scarab gives up for the time being. It is like the end of a very bad date. They drop Presley off from their truck at his home. It's late at night, and they don't even get out. They don't even walk him to the door. <laughs> They're supposed to protect him. Yeah. There's a man, there's a wizard on the loose, and they don't even walk him to the door. They just say, he's like, where will I find you guys? I'm like, well, you'll, we'll be around. Th that was his hint to them. Be like, hey, walk, walk me up, guys. Yeah. Like, we just went through a really traumatic experience on the freeway. I need someone to talk to about this shit, <laughs> or maybe I shouldn't be alone right now. I'm a child. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Yeah, I'm never sleeping again. <laughs> <laughs> Like this is the that night began a a consuming drug habit for Presley Carnivarn for the rest of his short life. I assume in, in real life you turn yourself into a hospital. Oh yeah, you'd say <laughs> I I I don't know what just happened, but yeah. none of this could be real. What just happened to me? I need to be committed. <laughs> Not enough Thorazine to get me over what just happened. Yeah, but yeah, they just kind of like drop him off and say we'll be around, and they hint at the fact that they're going to be hanging out in the Sphinx. <laughs> In the, in the museum, which I don't even know if that's going to be open anymore. But yeah. And then they just drive off, and you see the Sphinx, and that's it. That's over. It's very— When it ended abruptly like that, I actually, like, stood up, I and thought, I was like— um, I, I went through the— Me too. I went through the next one. I was like, wait, is that the end? I, I, like, I oh, watched two or three that's other it? versions of it. Not the whole way through, but, like, yeah. yeah, I watched them front to end just to make sure they're all there. Well, because this one didn't even have the opening originally either. It only said 19 minutes. So I was like, holy shit, this is a short show. Well, when you remove an end credits and a beginning credits, 19 minutes is about right. But, yeah. I had to check it too. No, it's just over. Sorry. Time's up. <laughs> and then it's over. So it's, they set up, it's not a bad situation. I mean, it's like not a bad setup, I guess. I just don't even see how they could ever have any other villains except for <laughs> real world people. Cause like, this is a very insular set of people. You have this man who wants to kill a child and the people who protect the child. And they're all from an ancient time. Like, unless they just start unearthing other beings yeah. from that time, it just seems kind of limited what they could do with it. Right. I mean, yeah, they, they didn't start off with the hoggish greedly. No, you've got <laughs> the Mumra. Yeah. They started with, there, with the Mecca. And there's not even like any mutants to go with the Mumra. It's uh, I mean, it was well-made. It was kind of annoying at times. The kid's kind of annoying, but that's yeah, kind of how to be expected. They, well, that's you have what to an adult in this age is annoying is cool to a kid at age twelve probably. So True, yeah. I'm sure. I had I seen it at the right age, I would have thought sure why not? Because I mean, again, the transformations and the fights are kick ass, and the fact that it's Egyptian, I mean, that just puts it right over the top. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? You put it, you slap Egypt on something, I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
It's true, man. I don't know why. I just think Egypt's cool. I'm, I'm with you. I think I'm it's neat. You. I think it's real neat. And I think the show's neat-ish. I'm I'm on the fence about. I, I certainly yeah. don't want to return to it anytime soon. Right, but is it? You think it could be on the we, on the lower end? Yeah, it's it's like a low level. Like, like when we really don't have anything else to do. When we forget that we need to record an episode, <laughs> we'll pop one of these in and we'll like <laughs> we'll watch it in real time and just comment on it or yeah. something. I yeah. don't know. And we'll, we'll do a really long tune court. We'll have a whole Egypt themed episode where yeah. I just talk to to you about how cool Egypt is. Yeah, I think that needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. we, we don't talk about the show at all. No, we just talk about King King Tut's reign. King Tut, oh man, King Tut, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> We've probably really wet your whistles by describing the show to you today to hear more about it in the future, but you'll have to go check it out for yourself if you want to hear any more about Mummies Alive anytime soon. Unless you want to write us and let us know, then yeah, we'll do whatever. We're just monkeys. We just do what you tell us yeah, to do. Yeah, we just do yeah, that. Whatever gets the most hits. Um, I have some cast trivia to share with you okay. about the show. The cast is like almost entirely... Canadians. Oh. Because this was, I believe Deke might have been a Canadian company. I'm not sure. But this was like a lot of these people were on many of the same shows that were Canadian productions. Uh, Transformers Beast Wars, X Men Evolution. Oh. Uh, Reboot was one uh -huh. of them. I don't remember if you've watched that one. Nope. Also, the original dub of Dragon Ball Z and these shows called Dragon Tales. And one I've never heard of, but it came up on like almost every actor's list, even when they had a short list. Fat Dog Mendoza <laughs> was a cartoon. What the what? It's, what? I think it's a comedy, but I don't know if it's for adults or people like kids or what. But Fat Dog Mendoza. That name right there could be anything. You could be a criminal. You could be a cop. You could be. <laughs> it, it could be an adult entertainment show. Yeah. Um, a dirty joke. It can be everything. It, it, I know, and I, don't, I have no idea what it was. I didn't investigate it further. I figured it'd be funnier just to leave it to the imagination. What was it again? Fat Dog Mendoza. Man, quit being a Fat Dog Mendoza. Man, it can be, <laughs> insult everything. I FDM. love it. FDM. Yeah, but when you start to, when you say, don't, don't be such a fat dog, like I'm already imagining what you're going to say, so maybe be careful. With, speak quickly if you're going to say that. Uh, Presley was played by Bill Switzer. Do you remember the show Erie, Indiana? Yeah, for sure. Okay, man. well, he wasn't in that. He was in a spinoff <laughs> from that show, which I didn't even—I didn't know it was popular enough to get a spinoff. It but was, there was—it was definitely on my Saturday morning lineup. Well, it was though. me too, but I just didn't know. Like, I don't think it lasted all that long. Not I could be wrong. Well, so like, but it gets a spinoff. It lasts two or three seasons, maybe, and gets a spinoff. That's weird. Um, but there was a spinoff called Erie, Indiana: colon, The Other Dimension in 1998. I didn't watch that much of that show, but I really remember loving it. I yeah, loved it. It was good. It was like X-Files for kids. Yeah. But, you know, for kids. <laughs> you know. You know, for, for kids. The, for the little people. For these little people I got running around my house over here. Hey. Hey, it's like I got kids. They want to watch X-Files. I won't let them. <laughs> he was in that. He was in the the offshoot, the spinoff. Uh, and that's that's it for him. Jacal was played by Dale Wilson. And Jacal is kind of the more heroic uh, Falcon-themed Guy, mummy, so to speak. <laughs> we're, we're not in tune court anymore. I know. I feel like I have to watch all my words now in front of you or else you're going to take me back. Uh, Dale Wilson, uh, he played parts on G.I. Joe, both the Deke version, which is like the continuance of the original, the, the, con the continuing version of the original one. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I like it. I like it. And then also in G.I. Joe Extreme, which was the 90s version, he was on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, 
So these are all like the 90s versions of things. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He was on a show called Transformers Armada, which I, there's been so many Transformers shows that I, I never knew existed. It's kind of like the the Power Rangers, too. It is <laughs> like big time, except the same <laughs> characters keep coming back. They themselves every, every yeah. so often. He's done a lot of live action roles and he's still working. But uh, the thing that stood out to me was that he was the opening and closing announcer for the 2010 Winter Olympics. Hey, that brings it back to our Olympics <laughs> discussion does. earlier. Wow. Hell, we should just end the episode right now. Yeah. <laughs> Better get your plugs in quick. Heka, hope I'm pronouncing that right, the snake staff, was played by Pauline Newstone. Was played by actually everyone in the state everyone of California that they could because find. they went out there yeah. and just asked them to do the voice Just a bunch of people it. in Toronto that they found. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was auditioning, so they had them all play it. Yeah. Um, the, the reason I even brought her up, because otherwise I would usually skip someone who has this little, like, to quote, but she played another talking snake in no. the movie called The Adventures of Mowgli, which is a Disney movie from 1996. She taught, she just... Some other snake. <laughs> wow. I bet she I bet she it was the same voice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so funny. That's her niche. Yeah, well, two, yeah, two times. Makes it her niche. I mean more kinda. so than other. I mean, she didn't seem to play anything else twice. I mean, I guarantee you that that check was pretty nice. So I th- I would say it's <laughs> she a earned niche. it. Yeah. She earned it. Um Wrath, the smart ass snake mummy. Okay. <laughs> By the way, he he just had a snake head out of nowhere. At one point in the fight, he his did. head turned into a cobra's head with like a the the what the frills or whatever and yeah. everything and bit something and then it just went away. Like that's a power that just seemed to come out of nowhere. Like it they should... just came up with it in the moment. It's <laughs> like, wouldn't it be cool yeah. if one of his powers was he became a snake just from the neck up? Right. <laughs> that's such a weird like no one else does that, seemingly. No one else just turns into an animal. Yeah. Maybe it's because he's like the weakest one. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe yeah, he's weak, and that's why he's so sarcastic. Yeah, he's trying to protect. He's, he's the shell that he keeps around <laughs> himself. You know, protect him from the world. Yes, no one gets close. No one gets in. He lets nobody in. Uh, Scott McNeil. This guy is a big time voice actor. Big time. Big Huge. time. Oh, he's hit the big time. He had a long list of credits. He's got one movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he he's got a lot. He played Cobra Commander and Storm Shadow on the GI Joe Deke episodes. So yeah. Replacing some favorites, though, at least in, as far as Cover Commander goes. Right. Yes! <laughs> How many people do you think went in audition for that role and basically did what I just did, which is like the weak voice <laughs> version of the original Cover Commander? They're just trying to do an impression of him. Um, he was on The New Adventures of He-Man, the 1990 redo that did not do well. We'll yeah. have to check that out at some point. That's a 90s show. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. Um, he did a lot of video game-based cartoons. Battletoads, Double Dragon, Sonic the Hedgehog, Mega Man, Street Fighter. Lots of... I mean, he, that's the thing. He's just done a lot of cartoons. He's cartoon. He's lousy with cartoon work. <laughs> <laughs> he still plays Piccolo in the um, Dragon Ball Kai, The I think the current version of Dragon Ball. So he's still working, like, I guess with the Funimation version, even though the original wasn't Funimation, as far as I know. Are, um, you, are you huge Dragon Ball no, I'm thing. not. That's just no. an important thing, cartoon-wise, to okay. know. That yeah, it's, it's very no, popular. That's huge, yeah, that's man. why I, I just mentioned it because that's kind of a big deal, yeah. and because I've worked for that company. I was just trying to get to know you. Well, sorry. that's not the time or the place. So, I'm sorry. yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that won't play. <laughs> they can't see the look I just gave you. <laughs> uh, he okay. Here, you're gonna love this. Right. He was on Transformers. These following Transformers shows: Armada, Cybertron, Energon. Each of those shows, Transformers Armada, Transformers Energon, Transformers Cybertron, yeah, Transformers Light, Transformers Black. Trans- I mean, how many different, there are so many Transformers shows, they're still going. 
They still have new words to put. There's still like a billion words they have not yet put after Transformers <laughs> to go. I think they're just going down a list. It's they're just so pulling silly, them. man. Yeah. I don't know. Armada. What is I think they're like Spanish, 1600 Spanish like Transformers that yeah. turn into giant ships, you know? <laughs> <laughs> with with just wind flaps yeah, on them? Yeah. The sails? Um, he was on One Piece, which is an anime. I mentioned well, it's a big anime. Here's the thing. I've been on that show, too. Everybody has been on One Piece that does voice acting in the area, so it's not a big win for me. To, I, I'm very glad to have worked on the show. They just need a lot of people because they have so many extras and they churn out a ton of episodes. So, but that's so now. If ever, anyone ever asks you how many degrees separation there is between Travis and the man who played Wrath on Mummies Alive, Scott McNeil, you yeah. say there's one. It's my buddy Will. Hey, Will. There's only one. There's only one. And that's you. Highlander. <laughs> yeah. Because no one else is going to ask me that no, question. Yeah, I will ask you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Travis, how do you, do you, you know, guy from... Uh, there's one, dude. Yeah, it was you. Stupid. <laughs> Nefertina was played by a woman named Cree Summer. Huge voice actor. She has done work many, for many tunes mm-hmm. and many companies. Cartoon Network, Fox Tunes, Disney Tunes, Warner Brothers Tunes, Marvel Tunes. She was in the show's... Transformers animated, <laughs> animated is one of the shows they've had, and re- and Transformers Rescue Bots. These are like kiddier shows, by yeah. the way. Those ones. Oh, okay. Okay. Here, well, it's just like Rescue Bots. What? Who cares? <laughs> they just turn into ambulances and fire trucks, <laughs> and like lift helicopters for uh, people who get hurt on ski lifts or a, something. A, a care flight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's also here's the bigger ones. She played Elmira on Tiny Toons. What? Yeah. She played Susie Carmichael on Rugrats. Big deal. Uh huh. Here's the biggest one, and this what? is her earliest it one. Get... She played a young lady named Penny on the Inspector Gadget cartoon series. What the, the original. Yep. Huge man. Gigantic. Bigger than life. Humongous. Enormous. Memongous. <laughs> All right, and we all know that when I stop talking about the cast, Travis starts talking about the toys. Better check your watch. Because it's time for Travis's Tooncast Toy Corner. Hello, everybody. Hey. Oh, I will. Yeah, I'm the only one in here. It's just you. <laughs> I, I started by, by like facing away from you. Yeah, you were going to do like a dramatic turn yeah, right. and then it didn't work out for you. Yeah, Trav, cut the shit, please. <laughs> hey, hello, everyone. This is where we uh, we dive into some toy talk around this mofo. We dive deep. And much like this show, I had to really squeeze yep. the shit out of these out of these toys, man. <laughs> like you were releasing the anal glands of yeah, a puppy? A yeah, a little bit, man, because... Um, We'll also find out that the toy selection gets um gets a little mundane. I mean, everything's kind it's of the just, same. It's just, I bet it's just mummies, right? Yeah, it's just. Yeah. Well, I mean, not not only that, but just uh, you know, it's not not as many toys. The eighties had. There's a I, museum guy, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a museum guy with a cup of coffee and, and some bills. Um, let's sail on down the toy canal, Will. <laughs> <laughs> a new year. Yeah, new year. And new, new segues. A new way. New yeah. me. New you. How many um, people did you? Call together to, <laughs> you, to write these. You watch your mouth, dude. Just one person. Yeah. Shout out to Cat. <laughs> Excellent. Good job, Cat. <laughs> All right, man. We have a mummies 
Now, now I wrote this one down. Check it out. Check it out. No, listen. I got I got a preface because this is like a really silly one. Hey, and, mummies. No, no, wait, wait. And I, I don't quite understand or get it, but I will show you a picture. Maybe okay. it might help. This is a mummies alive. Okay. Now I know what we're talking about. Power Rangers knockoff figures. There's eight of them. This is like the Starscream Optimus Prime. Like, I don't understand. You're, they're, they're just putting words together. Yeah, if you want was to this take... a tra- Was this Google Translate or something like No, that? this is on eBay, man. Well, maybe they use I'm, Google I'm gonna, Translate. I'm going to show you... I'm going to try to show you four of them right there. Yeah? I and mean... so they're... Let me, they're, let me get closer yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, get closer. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it says... <laughs> it says knockoff figures, but it says Power Rangers 2. <laughs> I don't know, but it showed up on the Mummies Alive page. Okay. And so... Nonetheless, buddy. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what what Travis just showed me is uh, f- a picture of four action figures, the exact same action figure. It looks like it is probably one of the mummies, I guess, like one that has a hat on and little goatee thing. <laughs> and they're each repainted, just painted by hand, it looks like. They do not look like Power Rangers in any way, except that they have colors. Yeah. And... <laughs> They're, they even have like this new symbol on them that's like a sun or something like that that wasn't on the original figures near as I could tell, but they each have one. So it is like they're trying to brand them all as a line of action figures. But this is shit like I used to subscribe to Wizard <laughs> Magazine when I was a kid and yeah. they would have the toy corner where they would tell like people would send in the the custom toys they made of people. Right. But these are custom toys of not nobodies. I don't know who these people are. They're not Power Rangers, and they're not any, any of the mummies. Either, and no, but. no, well, and no, no Power Rangers fan would mistake them for Power Rangers, but a parent might, I guess, if you Correct. put that on there. That's weird. Anyways, though, buddy, so eight. This is eight of them now. Eight. Oh, mummies. so I only saw half of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You had decided right. So this is eight mummies alive Power Rangers knockoff toys. Are they literally all that same toy, just yeah, repainted? Pretty okay. much. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a guess on how much these eight knockoff? Eight dollars. <laughs> Just straight up, eight dollars. Yeah, straight like, up. I can't depart with more than one dollar per toy. No, if you're, I mean, this is a deal. I'm doing them a favor. Yeah, to get this shit off their hands after they painted it and they don't know what to do. My kid painted his toy. What do I do with it? My idiot kid painted all the toys I bought for him. Oh, goodwill, goodwill. You can get these eight knockoff toys from wherever the hell they come from for two hundred and forty nine. What dollars and ninety nine cents? What? What the hell? Real talk, man. That's somebody's getting ripped off somewhere in that chain. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on, man. That's crazy. That ain't cool. <laughs> it ain't cool, man. That ain't cool, man. I ain't, I ain't for that. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> How is that possible? I don't know. None man. of that makes sense. Is that actually what someone paid for it? That's what someone will pay for if they want to receive it in their mail. Okay. So nobody's necessarily paid that yet. No. Okay. It's just the asking price. Yes. Okay. Maybe they're off by a decimal point <laughs> or three. Listen, they could get, you know, bargained down, but we'll see. Well, I'll talk to them later. Yeah, do that, yeah. please. Will, let's go ahead and uh, hop in our sarcophagus with wheels and crawl on down the eBay freeway, shall we? <laughs> wait, wait. We got to come up with a name for a sarcophagus car. Like a sarcophago. Sarcophagus car? Sarcophagobile. Okay. <laughs> okay. Will. Mm-hmm. Let's say on the eBay freeway that I found a Armand e suit. Mum- yeah, <laughs> Armand Mummies Alive figure. Okay, from 1997. This is uh, this is out of the package. 
Okay. Um, he looks like he's been played with a lot. Well, he, he does. He was missing the arm when they made him. Yeah. But no, 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 no. So he, he he's already transformed into into his uh, with with the. With Can the, you not take that off arm. on the action figure? Don't know. Okay. <laughs> Deep research on, on on this one. This toy looks like it's been through hell and back, and that and that robot arm is still. Well, he's a corpse. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably in worse shape than the actual cartoon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have a price on this, buddy. Five dollars. Five dollars. Wow. This 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 is the closest you've ever gotten to a toy, good sir. Oh man. You want to guess if it was up or down? I'm hoping it was uh, it's more. Yep, it was six dollars, sir. Wow. Yeah, that's I'm never gonna get that good again. We gotta retire this. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, and just for your own knowledge here, I won't even test you on this one. Um a a pristine package of Armon mm-hmm. is twenty eight sixty. Not very impressive, yeah. <laughs> but still more than I thought, honestly, that it would get. Yeah, definitely. I just can't. There, there is a fan page for this show out there, and that's fine. I mean, that's great that when people like shit. It's yeah. just like I can't imagine who's looking for a packaged, pristine Armon anywhere ever. Like that's <laughs> you, you might as well just make your own. Yeah, I agree, man. All right, well, so let's let's go and exit off this freeway, shall we? Okay, and go on to this this other eBay turnpike over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's say um, on this eBay turnpike that I found a Mummies Alive Hot Raw 1997 Kenner Mummy Vehicle. It is called a Hot Raw. See, I thought it was like maybe Raw was a woman and yeah. she was hot. <laughs> and they tri- and he, like Raw's like, I tricked you guys just like Nefertina did. You would. And you would believe something like that, Willikus. I mean, I don't know how hard I believed it. But. <laughs> Once again, though, a 1997 Mummies Alive Hot Raw. Uh, is it in the pack or it not? It says beautiful condition. Beautiful. But it's not in the package. It is. Oh, okay. Um, Let's let's just say... Um, F- uh, figuratively. Uh, <laughs> hypothetically. Yeah. Uh, what kind of currency did they have in Egypt back then? Was it just slaves or was it... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they Can had gold coins. That? Can I even laugh at that? I just laughed. I, I mean, at it that. happened so long okay. ago, man. I, okay. I don't know. Um, I guess I should say fifteen dollars. Oh, goodwill. Twenty dollars. <laughs> you can get one of these bad boys. Uh huh. One of these bad raw boys. Hot boys. Hot boys. <laughs> Fifty dollars. Okay. Your usual guess would yeah. have, would have hey, sealed man. the deal. You know what? I'm just going to let that sail on by. <laughs> Serenity now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll deal with it later. All right, man. Let's go and hop off this turnpike. Okay. And let's go down this little footpath over here. Oh, this okay. Little, this little this journey down this this footpath. You know, I, my mom told me not to go under the woods well, strangers. Come but, with me, stranger. Yeah. Come with me, little boy. Okay. And uh, let's say we find a, a Mummies Alive pyramid battle station micro playset. This is very rare. Very rare. I'm going to give you a lot of mummy tokens. Hint, hint, wink, wink. $100. I'm going to give you a couple more because I want this to be a little more interesting. $300. Mm, no, Will. You can get one of these bad boys. One of these rare, very rare. This is rare. For I mean, is $699.99. It... Oh, that's now, over twice that's what, what I That's what they're said. asking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could probably secure one of these for a hundo. I, I, would, I would be interested to know, like, the next time we do a toy I, corner. I haven't even seen a, uh, like, a big high-scale toy go for that. You know what I mean? I would be very interested if for you to look up, like, what auctions that have already finished 
actually are going for, what these things actually end up going for. You know what? I need to start branching off. Be inter- that, I'd just be interested to know. No, it, definitely. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these are close to what they get, but it's just, I, there's got to be someone miscalculating somewhere in there. Definitely, definitely, man. All right, buddy. So, I, so it's like a Mighty Max for the mummies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the mommies? <laughs> mummies. Mummies. All the mummies. Just talking about mummies. Talking about mummies. All right, buddy. Let's, uh, for nostalgia's sake. Let's go and hop on this chassis. Yes! <laughs> this chassis path. Let's go on. Chassis! <laughs> chassis, I won't say it again! <laughs> yeah. You got uh, waffles ready! All right, man. This is a this is a fright sight. Mummies now, alive. I've seen one of these on. No, I didn't go on eBay, but I just like saw one of these figures. Okay, so you know what I'm kind of talking about? Kind of, yeah. Okay. It's Is it kind of like when the Ghostbusters, there's Ghostbusters, I have a few of them, mm-hmm. where like you squeeze them and they look scared? Um, I think so. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It, it's what it, a it, stupid thing. <laughs> yeah. It was just a different, a different branch of the toy. You of know, the same, diff- yeah. like mummies themselves, Correct. right? Okay. Yeah. Which one is it? This one is going to be Jakal. Fright Sight, Mummies Alive, action figure, 1997, vintage. And this is like, I guess it was like, a, it was like their horror monster um, line. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess. And the reason that I picked this one to do is because of their item description, which we'll get into that after okay. you uh, can't after wait. You guess. Well, the fact that they again, it's like I, I don't like that on this show we're faced with the fact that things that were around when we were thirteen are now vintage, right? Because again, it's like ninety seven <laughs> vintage. What are you talking about? Yeah, like. I was 13 at that time. Like, shit was new. I was playing a PlayStation. (laughs) Like, are you telling me a PlayStation 1 is vintage? Uh, Like, vintage is 1970s clothing. You buy that at the store. That's like leather hip huggers. (laughs) Not not this stuff. This isn't vintage. Wine is vintage. Yeah. Um, Jakal with the Fright Sight. Dare, dare, dare I say that vintage might just be at a 20-year mark? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not arguing with them. I just don't like it. Uh, TJ Maxx, $20. I only, by the way, I only guessed $20 because I just said ta-ta-ta-ta, and that's a number that starts with ta. Well, I'm going to take some tokens away from you. Okay, $10. I'm going to take one more token. It's in the package, right? Uh-huh. What the fuck? $1. Thank you. $9.50. How the hell is this thing only garnering? It must suck. Will? I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no way it sucks that bad compared to a car. Right. All right, man. Let's get on to this item description. That's that's Armand Loose Morals. Yeah. <laughs> got more money than that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that person doesn't know what they have. And I hope it's taken from them very soon. Uh, I agree, man. I agree. All right. So this item description, which usually an item description would be like, uh, you know, still in the package. It comes with this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. This item description says... Attitude and negativity will not do anything to help your case. We reward understanding people. They also know that if you're buying something that's used, expect it to be used. Perfect for your horror collection or a great gift for your mummy fan. (laughs) What the fuck? That first part is very... Like, who are you talking to? Just tell me what the item description is. This, th- it reminds me, like, I have the, this feeling of, like, wanting to act badly towards them <laughs> because they're assuming I'll act badly. It's a very teenager <laughs> response in me. I remember being in high school and, like, they had an assembly the first day or yeah. so, and I felt like they were just already assuming we're going to cause trouble. And I was like, well, fuck you then. Like, I want, you make me want to, co-. like, that's what I feel like when someone writes something like that. It's and like, I, 
It also sounds like a meditation that you would read in a book. It's like today's meditation is negative attitude gets you nowhere. Like what a weird. Yeah, that's nuts. Like, listen, just say it's used and let's move on down. And, and might I add that it's not used. <laughs> yeah. They say you're buying something that's used and it's still still in the package. I, and I would usually say <laughs> well, that they're Albert? probably copying and pasting that stuff, but then they say shit about a mummy <laughs> and a horror. So they clearly are just typing this stuff. How dead are you inside? And wow. that really concludes my toy segment, man, for uh, the 90s cartoon <clears throat> Mummies Alive exclamation. Man. Drop the phone. Damn. Yeah. You put an exclamation point on that toy <laughs> corner right there. Wow, man. Well, I. I I feel like they looked kind of cool, the toys. I mean, yeah. the character designs are not bad. <laughs> this is like our attitude about the whole thing. We're like, every sentence ends with that cadence. Just like, I don't know. Everything's a question mark. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. really know what happened. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> um, I hate any of that. Aww. Well, we talked about it. The mummies are alive. You hear the next one from us. If you do, in another five years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which will come first, the last episode of Dino Riders or the second episode of of Mummies Alive. I mean, I'm kind of interested to see. It's only 13 episodes, and people compare it to Gargoyles, apparently, online, which Gargoyles oh, yeah. was a long-running or more longer-running and very respected show. And so from around that same time, so but I don't know how accurate that is. That's just something I've heard thrown around. So I wonder if it like they develop these plots or if it's just like a, every episode is just some bullshit. Apparently there's a two-parter coming up. <laughs> That'd be funny. The first one's one episode. The second story is two episodes. The third story is three episodes. They just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> just keep. They're like, dude, we were trying to get to 10 episodes. They stretched it out. It, it's yeah. really a five season for that well, one. That's the thing. It's like on, like there was a show Carnival on HBO, which I still need to watch, but it was like, it had this that whole. worth it? That's pretty good. I haven't seen it. Okay. I'm saying like I'm I I would like to see it, but it ends well before they ever were got through the story they were trying to tell. It got canceled. So it's like all, got all this mythology that they're trying to build on and then they never get to, it's like if not because I like the show, but if Lost got canceled in season <laughs> like two, like in the first few yeah. episodes of season two, then it's like, well, what the fuck was all that for? You know, then why did I even watch this shit? And that's kind of like that was probably what happened to them. They're like, we had a whole five year plan for Mommy's Life. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's right, the right. name of the show. <laughs> It's there's there's a a saying, man alive. You know, it's like an exclamation, and I just kept thinking that it's like, mommy's alive. There's mommy's <laughs> alive in here. <laughs> well, these mummies, we're gonna put them back in the sarcophagi for the time being, right. and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna retire to my sarcophagus here pretty soon. But before I do that, I would like to speak to all of our listeners out there with a very important message from the days past Tooncast. And that message is, please subscribe to our podcast. Please listen to our podcast. Please write us on Twitter at DPTooncast. Write us on our email, DPTooncast at gmail.com. You can also go to our Facebook page. It's working again. Uh, I don't know why that keeps happening. I swear I do one thing on there and it's like it's like I'm on a watch list or something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I am for that matter. Uh, that would be facebook.com forward slash, you guessed it, DP Tune Cast. Mm. Write us. Let us know what you like, what you want to see more of. If you have a cartoon to suggest, please do so. But know that I probably have it on my long spreadsheet already. <laughs> Travis, do you want to tell me things? Yeah, man. So I do a, a little true crime podcast called Nature of the Beast with Brandon and Kat. And it's found everywhere that podcasts are found. It's a true crime with a twist. New episodes coming soon. 
So you guys do a, the dance move every time you record the podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you guys must squeeze a lot of business out of that twist there. <laughs> yes. Um, and you meant that just the whole time? Just the whole time. Well, it is. Yeah. It's like every episode, you're getting better at it. You know? <laughs> All right. Tutor, my, my duder. Tutor. Yes. Would you like to tutor a duder? Yes, please. All right. Tutor my duder, guys. We'll see you next week on Days Past Tooncast. Peace.